What's up, everybody? You're listening to episode 22 of Two Views Movies Podcast. Welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, everybody. A podcast by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And today we are back into our top five list. This go around was my choice, and I decided to go with top five favorite movies that nobody has heard of. And when I say nobody, I kind of mean the average moviegoer. Yeah. So I went with uh, half the people. <laughs> or half the people, <laughs> half the people haven't, haven't heard of this. Yeah. I think you and I, we've talked about this before, but tend to have a warped perception of what people do and don't know about. And I didn't want it to be something that we had to find that people like you and I have never heard of because that would be ridiculous. Although your list is pretty close to that. Yeah, my, mine can be a little bit close to it, but I think I have some valid reasons as to, as to why <laughs> they show up like that. But I don't think this will be an argumentative list by any means. I think it's more meant to be kind of exploratory about you and I, which is what I did with the last one too with the, the ones that I love that you hate. Right. But I kind of wanted to give people something to dive into, right? Like, maybe we've never heard of this, but if I like Carson's taste and he likes this, maybe I'll try it. Or if I like Garrett's taste and he likes it, then maybe I'll give it a shot. So I figured it would be something to, good conversation. Yeah, and we had one that uh, we were discussing, does this count or does it not? And uh, it was Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Right. It was, most people that I talked to haven't seen it, but I feel like it's, it's a known movie. Uh, yeah, I I could see that. I and I think I I think we should have let that slide if we were going to count that because I think that you know heard of versus you know have taken the time to see kind of thing. I think we're splitting hairs there. Yeah, because that's a that's a really good movie, and I actually watched it this past weekend uh, again. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I, but I still still love it. But I thought, and so what I ended up doing was I used how many people reviewed it on IMDb, and they were like five hundred thousand reviews which was above my <laughs> my, my threshold so i was like okay i removed it from the list for there right so, no i can understand that yeah you want to start you want me to go uh i'll start okay i'll start so my first one but your number five but my number five so <laughs> okay. number five is tales from the crypt demon knight <laughs> okay this was a staple of hbo when i was a kid yes yeah and for some it's got billy zane and uh, Colonel Colonel Stewart from Die Hard Two. Oh, okay. Yeah, the uh, naked Tai Chi. He does naked Tai Chi. Yes, <laughs> in Die Hard Two, uh, William Sadler. Which, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I don't know the name, but I recognize him in a bunch of stuff. Right. Also, Jada Pinkett Smith. Those are the ones that you would would know from that. And then a bunch of people that you've probably seen before, but right, wouldn't know their names. Yeah, uh, I always get this one confused with either vampires or bats i don't there were some like horror slash action movies that came out all around the same time and i think those three are it Ew. bats is uh lou diamond phillips okay does one <laughs> of them have james woods that's vampires okay. john carpenter's vampires okay. yes okay <laughs> they all start to blur together for me these really weird half scary slash oh, it was scary for at the time when i was a kid but well, james no vampires was, was, <laughs> ne- was never scary that was a bunch of uh of zoomed in shots on on James Woods as he, as he takes off his sunglasses. They probably had like ten of those. Sounds like a great movie. <laughs> I'm in already. And I, I don't know what it is about this movie. It, I think Billy Zane. I think this is his best performance. Not saying that he has a lot of good performances. Yeah. But but I really enjoyed him in this movie. It's about demons. You know, heaven and hell. You know, mm-hmm. I always like that uh, 
and that conflict when you take it to that that level of demons trying to get in and people trying to to use this uh lineage of uh, of Jesus to to fight them right you know, type of thing they're all trapped in a house demons are trying to get in and they're trying to survive the night and so do you like this seriously or sarcastically i enjoy the movie it's it's not a it's not going to win an oscar it's not it's not right. a it's a tales from the crypt it's a little silly at, at times, but I just always enjoy it when, when it comes on. Okay. And so it's a, it's a great, you know, Sunday afternoon, you know, oh, Demon, <laughs> demon did, Night did, on did, a did, Sunday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, Demon Night's on. I'll watch it. <laughs> it's right. not something that you have to watch in the, in the dark, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's, it just, just seems like an odd choice for a Sunday afternoon of all times. Well, it's not a, hey, what are we going to watch on Saturday night? You know, it's not a, I feel like those are more commitment movies. Sure. This is more of a, oh, it's kind of fun, but. Yeah, you know, it's what nineties. I don't know for sure. I I would assume like mid mid nineties would be my guess. Yeah, but it's in that vein of you know kind of the throwaway. Yeah, nineteen ninety five. Okay, yeah. Oh, so exactly. it's right, right in the middle. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's uh, it's just done. You, you can tell. It's yeah, just, it's just in that way. I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through. I I'm sure I've seen bits and pieces, and as I watched it, my memory would come back from it. But I think it's one of those where. It, you know, I, we would have been 12 or 13. It was on HBO. I, I'm sure I've seen it all the way through at some point in my life, but it's one of those that it's probably not on very much. And if you did not see it at the time, you're probably, or or if you don't specifically seek it out in modern day times, you're, you're just not going to stumble across Demon Knight. Yeah. And it, it was the first time I ever saw Jada Pickett Smith in anything. Okay. And so that was my first. And, and really before that, she didn't really have much of anything beyond. I don't know. Okay, so I don't know why this is popping in my head. Is the bad guy from uh, The Crow in this? You know, the the guy who plays the sheriff of Nottingham's no. cousin? Okay. Man, I don't know why I thought that. So you need to see Demon Knight. <laughs> it sounds like I need to see Demon <laughs> I mean, if it's on your five that nobody's heard of, then yeah, I should probably watch it if I yeah. can't recall it. Yeah, so that's number five. Okay. Awesome. Well, that's not a bad pick. It, it's definitely one that's, I, I would say that's pretty obscure. I doubt too many people have heard of. Too many average moviegoers have heard of Demon Knight. Right. Yeah. All right. So my number five is actually something I just learned about for the first time in the last like six months. Not even the last six months. Probably the last two or three months. It's called Wizard Mode. It's a documentary. It's on Netflix. I think there may be some other places where you can catch it right now. But basically, I came across this because after I watched King of Kong several years ago, I've been on this kick of trying to find video game slash arcade classic gaming documentaries so i've seen chasing ghosts man versus snake high score i've never heard of any of those yeah beyond king of kong honestly you you wouldn't so i mean there's one that's specific about the game of snake one that's specific about missile command one that's about tetris called ecstasy of order which is actually really good but this one is about pinball and i found out about it because the guy who makes our theme music joe Ferenzi, he's a big pinball guy and he told me hey you seem to be liking these kinds of documentaries go check this one out. So I was in LA, had some time in between meetings, a conference I was at, and I pulled up wizard mode and started watching it. It's so good. It is about a guy who is autistic. He's grown up that way his whole life. But when he was young, his dad got him into pinball and he has become one of the top 10. I don't remember the exact numbers. One of the top players in the world at pinball, even though he's autistic. So the documentary starts out about how good he is at pinball and how he's played it his whole life. But somewhere during the middle of the documentary, or maybe towards the beginning a little bit, it shifts to talk about his battle with autism and him trying to become an adult and take care of himself. And what's he going to do when his parents aren't around? So 
at one point he goes to one of the pinball tournaments. Uh, so he lives in Canada. He goes to it in Pittsburgh, I think, but it's the first time he's ever taken a trip on his own without his parents. So it starts to shift and become more about how this person with autism is going to live on their own and take care of themselves. And I remember when I first watched it, I was kind of mad because I just wanted him to keep talking about the pinball because they're kind of building up and he's really kind of struggling to break through this threshold that he wants to be one of the world's best players. And I'm like, man, just get back to the pinball, get back to the pinball. (laughs) But by the end of the movie, I was like, I don't really even care about the pinball anymore. I just really want this guy to succeed in life. And he seems like a really nice guy, really good guy. You're just rooting for him. And then they bring the pinball back in at the end. But really cool. I mean, it doesn't really tell you a lot about pinball necessarily. So there's other documentaries out there where you can figure out about the history of pinball, what happened, where it came from. But this one is more of a story about a guy trying to find his own in the world, overcome his overcome his autism, and not only in terms of being a top pinball player, but being able to take care of himself and have a job and everything like that. So how much of this do you think was expectations? You're surprised that you got a, a story uh, out of something. You're looking for something, King of Kong, of right. him competing pinball, and then you got a different story. Yeah, I I definitely didn't have a ton of expectations because I've seen some really bad video game documentaries, <laughs> so I did not have... So that helps? Yeah, it helps when you have lower expectations, and documentaries are a little bit different, right? You it doesn't take a whole lot to tell a nice engaging story where you feel kind of emotionally invested into it. And it's, but it's got really low watches. So I, I really didn't know. I was like, man, you know, maybe this isn't all that good. I mean, people aren't really watching it, but when I watched it, I thought it was, oh, it was actually really, really good. So if you're looking for a heartwarming story, whether or not you like pinball or not, I think this would appeal to you. It just, pinball is just kind of in the background, even though that's where I wanted it to go to begin with, but really good documentary. Really good feel-good story. I gave it four stars. I enjoy it. I would gladly watch it again. But Wizard Mode, my number five. Wizard Mode. Yes. And there's a reason it's called that. It has to do with pinball, but you'd have to watch that to learn the details behind it. <laughs> okay. So my number four, I have Frailty with uh, Matthew McConaughey and Bill Paxton. Yeah. Booth Powers. It's Powers Booth. I always say that. I always say that wrong. <laughs> Powers Booth. Yeah. I feel like it should go the other way. Right. You name your kid Curly Powers. Bill. You name your kid Powers, you know. It's sure. a strong uh, move. It, it is. It's powerful. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, who, I mean, if you don't know who Powers Booth is, yeah, he's Curly Bill right. from uh, Tombstone. And yeah. he's, you just look at him and you think villain. Yeah. You know, th- there's no, oh, there's going to be a twist because he's going to be a villain. <laughs> right. You know, no matter what. Yeah. This movie, I'm always surprised that people who, who don't have never heard of this. You know, you think with star power like Paxton and McConaughey, or early McConaughey, that uh, but this, people would know what it is. Yeah, but this was McConaughey when he was not popular. This is 2001. Well, right, but he so he was he got kind of popular like Time to Kill, Days and Confused, and then he hit a lull where it was like How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, who, uh, which Fool's people, Gold, which people love. Yeah, some people do, but I mean, he there's no doubt McConaughey's career kind of went up down and then back up and i think this was kind of in that lull period maybe on his way down well this is basically a movie about mcconaughey telling a story about his childhood uh to an fbi agent who's powers booth and uh the story about him and his brother and his dad his dad is bill paxton and it's all about these these murders that, that are going on his dad's basically a a religious fanatic mm-hmm. um is, is how it's presented and he's killing people in the name of god and and so it's all all of that uh, entail. So it gets a it's a really good movie. I and again I, I try to recommend it as often as I can. I just really I like the whole storytelling of it, and I like the 
uh, all phases, beginning, middle, and end. Um, I just think it's done really well. Yeah. And, and I don't want to give away too I know no. this, is a, this is a, hey, people, you should watch this, but I'm going to spoil the whole movie for you. And yeah. I, so I don't want to do that. So that's why I'm, I'm being more, more vague than, than I want, because it's, it's definitely one, one of those that, uh, yeah, I'm just going to stop right there. Yeah, I haven't seen it since college. I, when I think I'm pretty sure you and I saw it in theaters together. In Possibly. college, I'm almost positive we did at the Springfield Eight. Um, <laughs> Warrenburg? <laughs> no, no, no. That was the big Cineplex. We oh, remember we, we shifted eight. to the Eight after a while. That's, that's true. Uh, I think it was after we saw Brotherhood of the Wolf there. We started going there more often. But which I, ha- I almost put on the list. <laughs> uh, I, I, did. I haven't seen it in forever. Yeah. But yeah, this is Frailty was a good movie. I remember being pleasantly surprised at it. But again, that's I'm going off of uh, we're dating ourselves here. But you know, 15 years easily of well it's 2001 so, so okay there you go <laughs> add <laughs> so a few more years, years to that yeah. god that's embarrassing that we're old yeah I, I i like that movie i would love to rewatch it so we've got uh, your your list is building my watch list as we speak excellent all right number four i know you and i have both seen this we have very differing views on what's going on here but mm-hmm. old boy is my number four old boy if you are film junkies like Carson and I, you've clearly heard about this movie. You you can't not have heard about this movie. It's just, it's made its way around over the years. It's been remade by Spike Lee five, seven years ago, but do not see the American version. It's miserable. <laughs> it's terrible. Maybe if you see that before you see the old one, you might like it, but the original one is so much better. I saw it. Uh, probably back in 2004, 2005. So right when Netflix came out and I just graduated college and I got Netflix and I was opened up to this whole world of movies that you could just get. And so I was searching things out and being a fan of Kung Fu movies and Asian cinema, I just started looking into what movies of those are good. Heard about this vengeance trilogy that was out there. Old boy was getting tons of praise. So I dove into it and I, the first time I watched it, it was just completely blown away. It's dark, it's weird, it's brooding, it's disturbing. It's not a happy movie by any means. It's really kind of twisted, but the first time you watch it, I think you will be shocked at what happens in the movie. I I don't want to go into it other than to say the plot is about a guy who is drugged one night and locked in a room where he's imprisoned and tortured for 15 years. And they finally let him out after 15 years, and he has to start piecing together what in the world happened to him. And there's some twists and turns along the way. Like I said, dark and disturbing, but it's really good. When I saw the the new one before the original, so I saw Josh Brolin and Scarlet Witch, you yeah. know, and Thanos and the Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. you know, and and that one I I enjoyed more, which I know I'm getting getting glares at right now than yeah. the, the original, except for one of the twists that they put at the end, and I think it was only trying to be different than the original. Right. And I think that was the only reason why they did that. And I think had they just kept the the, the plot similar, then it would have far surpassed the, the original. But I think it got a little weird there at the end. Yeah. And, and it's, which is an already weird movie. <laughs> and so it even, even, right. even took it uh, to another level. But I thought I really enjoyed Josh Brolin in, in that role. Uh, on on his ramp up, sure to, to where he is now. Yeah, and I would say that if you if your tastes tend to follow Carson's, which is more mainstream, you're not big into the foreign subtitle movies like I am. Right. 
So if you have more of that taste, you probably would like the American version better. If you do like checking out foreign movies and don't mind dark, disturbing things with not a lot of polish on them and that kind of make you uneasy, which we've seen a few more of this guy's. I've made you watch a few more of these guys' <laughs> movies and they're all pretty disturbing, but they're really, really good. But I will say it's not for everybody. I love it. It's one of the first times I remember checking out a movie on Netflix watching it and just my jaw being open the whole time because I didn't know what to expect going into it and I was just floored so it's it's been a four and a half star movie for me for quite a while and I think it's on Netflix now so if you want to go check it out go check it out yeah and and both are disturbing so don't yeah either either version (laughs) are pretty disturbing so yes uh, so be prepared for that right yeah so my next one I, I had to put so number three I had to put on the list this is a movie that has become near and dear to my heart because it is the the namesake of my fantasy football team. And <laughs> it is uh, the Space Truckers. It is my team name. This movie is Space Truckers with Steven Dorff and Dennis Hopper and Tywin Lannister. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. It's, it's a movie that uh, I was at a friend of mine's house, and it was before he had the, the guide that told you what was coming on next. And we, it jumped in there and, and in the movie, just not, we're like, what are we watching? And then space truckers hits the, hits the screen. And we're like, Oh my God, I can't believe somebody named a movie space truckers. And it's exactly that. Right. It's a Dennis Hopper is a space. It's a truck driver with a truck, a semi truck shaped, the spacecraft that he's <laughs> transporting pigs. And the, the whole movie is is ridiculous but ridiculously entertaining it's so it's it's really bad movie right it's so fun to watch on that side i think that's what's important to clarify on that one is do not go into that thinking that carson thinks it's a good movie (laughs) no but it's uh, it's it's so so weird so strange every every bit of it and and it's you can definitely sit there and make fun of the whole movie and uh it's it's entertaining to the end so of all the bad movies that you've seen this ranks. Space Truckers is up there as oh. a as a favorite bad movie. It, it was definitely a favorite bad movie. Okay, yeah, oh for sure. Yeah, it's not good. I watched it. I think within the last three or four years, I watched it with you. It was the first time I'd ever seen it. I, I'd known about it for years, but I had never never seen it. Yeah, I uh, I made my back in what two thousand six. Uh-huh. I made my fantasy football team name the space truckers and i won that year yeah and so now i have to it's keep stuck. now i have to keep the same name <laughs> so, so here i am stuck with it so again i watch the movie more more often now right it's uh it's good it's it's, it's goodly good. bad it's goodly bad right yes which is ironic because i actually pulled the same stunt with my number three miami connection <laughs> this movie is something else to me i've said it since the first time i watched it that it's the best worst movie ever made. It is so bad. And what's great about it is it was made in the eighties and somehow it cost millions of dollars to make, but it never saw the light of day until like four or five years ago. When I think the story goes that the people that run Alamo draft house found a print of the film on eBay and just bought it just (laughs) to see. And then they watched it and was like, Oh my God, what have we found? And they started playing it at Alamo's people started catching on and it just took off. And the next thing I know, it was on Netflix, and I was reading articles about it. And I watched it and was completely floored at how ridiculous it is. It's hard to imagine a movie put together this poorly. Yeah, but so poorly that it's so good. Right. 
So the plot basically is that there's a good group of martial artists who are in a band called Dragon Sound, and they perform in a club, but there are Taekwondo experts. And then there is a group of ninjas, bad ninjas, obviously, that are a motorcycle gang and I think are a front for like drug dealers. I don't remember. I think that's exactly it. It's been a little while since I've seen it, but it takes everything about 80s and just runs with it. I mean, the ninjas can shoot flames out of their hands. There's different colored ninjas. There's terrible action scenes. There's, I don't know. There's, there's so much going on in this movie that it's so good. It's so 80s. I mean, I, yes, I think exactly. J- just saying it's, it's the epitome of, of 80s. <laughs> and so every, every inch of it, it you, you can't, oh, like, gosh, that, that's really, really 80s. If yes. you think of every 80s stereotype, it's in there. Yeah, exactly. And that's what makes it so awesome. I, <laughs> I think I have it at four stars. It's probably a five, but in such a bad way, a five. But so good. I think it's on Amazon Prime right now. So if you're interested, go check it out. You will laugh. You, there's no way you can get through this and not laugh. Yeah, I think especially these two movies that we just talked about, there's a parabola of star ratings that <laughs> right. you hit the bottom and you start coming back up the other side Yeah. of, uh, okay, now, now we're going up that bad, that bad ride. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely, yeah, you're exactly right. Four <laughs> to five stars, but in a much, much different way than my favorite movies of all time. So you can almost say a negative four to negative five. Right. Yeah. My number two, uh, I just watched again this weekend. Again, I'm trying to make sure that these still made my list. It was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. So it's Robert Downey Jr., Val Kilmer. It's it was what they've said was Robert Downey Jr.'s basically audition for Iron Man. Oh, okay. Uh, so he, after seeing this movie, they're like, "Yeah, that's that's Iron Man," and it is what I think is Robert Downey Jr.'s best. He he is great in it. He's so snarky and quick, and really Val Kilmer outside of uh, Doc Holliday. I mean, I think he did a fantastic job, too. I mean, it's a detective murder mystery that they go through, but everything is is so well done throughout the whole movie. I think it was Shane Black's first movie that he, he ever directed. Oh, okay. I think he got, like, best director of, or best new director, something like that, uh, for it. But it is, it is is good. It's quick. It's one of those that you you want to watch again so you can hear all the back and forths, because that's just almost anything Robert Downey Jr. does. He, he just does you know, line after line after line, right. and they're all, they all just hit so perfectly. Yeah. And uh, I just think it, is, it, it, it held up. I, I was waiting to put this on my list, watch it again. It's like, yep, that, that for sure is on there, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's good. When did that one come out? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, 05. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so like two or three years before Iron Man. Then. Yeah, Iron Man was 2008. Okay, I, yeah. I actually don't think I knew Shane Black directed that. Yeah. And Shane Black did Iron, Iron Man, Man 3, three right, and he's doing the new Predator movie. Oh, that's going to start there. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was just trying to make sure because, yeah, he, okay. I just wanted to make sure he didn't do Iron Man 1. That was John Favreau, wasn't it? Correct. Okay. Making sure I have my yeah, he did one and two. stuff down. Yeah. Okay. But again, it, it holds up. It's still, you can't help but think, you know, it's Tony Stark in the movie, but it's uh, because that's just how, you know, Robert Downey Jr. talks. Yeah. I definitely recommend going, going to see that. I think it's, it really works for all genres of, of people. Yeah, uh, no, I agree with you. It's a really good movie. Everybody's good in it. You're right, it covers a lot of genres, so it's got a pretty wide appeal to it. I'm not sure how well it did in the box office or what, but I agree with you that I doubt it's at the forefront of anybody's mind. There's probably a lot of people who have never heard of that. It, it didn't do well domestically. Apparently it did really well overseas. 
That's and interesting. Then, and once Iron Man hit, people started going back to watch it. <laughs> sure. Type of thing. What else has he been in? You know, and he was really, I think, himself in this. Yeah. And so it's uh it's good. Definitely worth seeing. Yeah. No, I agree. I've seen it and I like it. It's a good movie. Definitely check it out. So my number two. <laughs> another one I've made you watch in another Asian movie. <laughs> so I have a soft spot for Kung Fu movies and not, uh, this goes to modern day movies, but I also have a soft spot for the sixties, but more into like the late seventies, early eighties, Shaw brothers, Kung Fu movies. I, I love them. Th- this list, I could have filled this entire five with Shaw brothers movies. I mean, there's really good ones that range from 36 Chamber of Shaolin, which I'm sure nobody's heard about unless you're a fan of the Wu-Tang Clan since they named their album after that. There's other good ones that are like Heroes of the East. There's also some bad ones like Buddhist Palm that's really, really out there. What I like about this one, which is Five Element Ninjas, but it's also called Chinese Super Ninjas, is that it's somewhere in that sweet spot of it's a little bit over the top. A little bit. On the relative scale of Kung Fu movies. (laughs) So I watched another one today, this morning, called Battle Wizard that is really over the top, to the point where it's not even entertaining. It, it's a little much. So when I say a little over the top, I'm, that's in the context of 70, late 70s, early 80s kung fu movies. So it's, it's a little over the top, but it still has really great choreography. It's got a bunch of the guys from the Venom mob, if nobody's going to know what I'm talking about. I'd say, like, if you know what I'm talking about. Nobody knows what I'm talking about with this. So this is a true story. I saw a little bit of this movie when I was a kid on late night. I don't know if it was like Joe Bob Briggs drive-in theater or something that I had access to on a movie channel that I saw late at night. And I could only remember growing up this one scene where I knew these guys were wearing silver outfits and they jumped on each other's shoulders and formed like a five-star formation or whatever. So it was probably six or seven years ago after I'd started getting back into Kung Fu movies and I had to Google this. I spent all this time and I finally came across like a message board. I think I asked on a message board and somebody was like, it's Chinese super ninjas. And I went and watched it. And I don't know if you've ever had this experience where you can't find something as a kid or you love something as a kid. You can't find it when you're older. And then you finally rediscover it. The minute that happened in this movie, I was like, this is it. This is the movie. This is the one I've been searching for. (laughs) And on top of it, it's just amazing it's so much fun to watch i love kung fu movies where you have to kind of level up or they have to learn new things i especially love things that involve ninjas so this took kung fu and it took ninjas and slammed them together and they have to figure out these new techniques because they're chinese fighters trying to learn ninja which is japanese and use that to fight the elements Uh, i love this movie it's it i think it is my one of my favorite kung fu movies that's out there it's not the best because the best ones are actually good ones but this is teetering on that line between good and super cheesy oh it's definitely super cheesy yes so you you recommended that i watch it and so i, oh, did. I forced you yes my wife also got to witness this and i can't i can't count the number of times you said what what is going on that's the you know? that's the exact right expression when you're watching a <laughs> Shaw Brothers Kung Fu movie. It's definitely out there. But it's fantastic. I, I love it. If you if you like movies like American Ninja or any of the other Shaw Brothers movies, are just these movies, they're terrible effects. The, the blood is red paint. The weapons look like tinfoil. The sound effects are the same sound effects over and over and over again. Watch it dubbed. I'm usually, when I watch a foreign movie, I have to watch it in the native language because I hate dubbing. But something about kung fu movies 
is just even better if you watch it dubbed. Yeah, because that, that's the stereotypical. Yeah, of the, yeah, exactly. And it's it's brilliant. I, it's a five-star movie for me. I, I'm a sucker for kung fu movies, though, so I had to put one on the list. It's probably my favorite of the non-serious ones, but there's so many I could name here. I love kung fu movies. <laughs> well, my going to my number one, and I'm actually hitting, hitting Val Kilmer again. So we are going uh, The Ghost in the Darkness. It's Michael Douglas, Val Kilmer. They're in Africa building railroads. And two lions are eating all the workers. Like it, these are, it's a based on a true story of these lions that are attacking all all these people in Africa, and they, and they killed some ungodly number, like two hundred or three hundred. I wish I wrote that down, but it's uh, it, it's uncanny because once they get the taste of blood, they they keep going after after humans, is not not to eat them, but just to to kill them. And so it's Val Kilmer's job and Michael Douglas' job to to go kill these lions. And I, I just love this movie. And I'm, again, I'm, I'm surprised that people have no idea, you know, especially two actors who I think are pretty well, especially at the time when mm-hmm. it came out, yeah. that uh, more people didn't see that. And so the, the lions, I mentioned is a based on a true story. The actual lions who did all this killing, they're stuffed and they're in Chicago. Oh, really? The National History <laughs> Museum in Chicago. I didn't know that. And when I went to Chicago, that was the only thing I wanted to do. I got want to go see the lions, and and they're they're still out there. they look different than they do in the movie, but they they have them both stuffed there, and you can go see the, the ghost in the darkness, the those lions there. Huh. But I think it's a, I think it's a great movie. I love it. I quote it all the time. No one knows what I'm doing, but I quote it to myself, you know, because uh, it's just the way that they say say lines in there, Val Kilmer, and uh, again. Nobody knows what I'm talking about, but I, I get a chuckle every time I, I do it. So. I've seen it, but not since, like, right when it came out at Blockbuster after it was released, you know. Like, when it was a new release at Blockbuster is the last time I've seen it. So I am not fresh on that whatsoever. I couldn't even really tell you anything that happens. I can picture the cover in yeah. my head, yeah, but I cannot picture or recall anything else. Part of it is the just the lions that are, you know, going going everywhere and people trying to get away. Yeah. Um, but it's a... Uh, it's just a good movie. Do you have you looked on like IMDb or Letterboxd? I mean, do you like it more than? Is it a good movie? I mean, is it is it well received? Uh, I I did not did not look what other okay. people think. I just that. didn't know if like it's sitting at a two on IMDb or Letterboxd, and you know you think it's a four. If it's generally gotten good reviews, I mean, it's the, definitely not one that you're liking because it's bad. You're liking it because it's a legitimately good movie. I just didn't know like compared to others. Yeah, no, uh, I probably watched this a couple years ago, and so I didn't feel like I needed to refresh myself before this one, or or I would have, and then I would have rated it and see what other people wrote. Sure, uh, but no, I I have no idea. Hmm. I have no clue. But I did look at IMDb of how many people rated it, and it was like. 18,000. Oh, God. So it was like next to nothing. Seriously? Yeah. And so wow. I, was, I was like, oh, I'm surprised again that there's not that many people that have yeah. even know what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. I, I would not have guessed that either. I would have thought that would have been fairly popular, but maybe it just has no longevity, I guess. Rewatchability? No, I, th- I think it does. And, then, uh, and then, Yeah. And then for every, you, clearly, because yeah, it's on your list. Yes. But I mean, for it's everybody the, else. And when people say they're going to Chicago, and I, and I mentioned, hey, you, you got to <laughs> go see. That is a pretty obscure reference. And I say, hey, go watch the movie, and then go see the lines. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's not like you're telling them to go run up the steps at the art museum in Philly or something. Yeah. yeah that is a very, that's not something you would ever associate with Chicago either. Lions. Right. Uh, lions that, that murder hundreds of people. You can look <laughs> right. into their eyes of these lions. Just, I would love to see the looks people give you. You want me to go see stuffed lions that mauled workers in Africa? Africa? Yeah, okay. after, after you watch the movie. Sure. Yes. <laughs> That's great. All right, so my number one is a movie from my childhood that I hold definitely near and dear to my heart, and one that 
I've even stopped bringing up in conversation with people because you start to talk about movies from your childhood and, you know, there's a whole bunch of movies that you can reference that everybody knows like Teen Wolf and Top Gun and uh, Monster Squad and Rocky Four. This movie got to the point where I would bring it up to people and they would look at me like I'm an idiot, like they had never heard of it and they hadn't heard of it, but it's rad. I grew up on this movie so much. I can't even tell you my, my parents had to get so annoyed. So I would spend time at my dad's down in a little city called Buckner and it was not big enough to have a blockbuster, but they had this little video store on the corner called Adventureland Video. And that was the first time me and my cousin saw Rad and we rented it and we went back so many times and rented Rad. (laughs) It's a movie about a BMX rider. He's in high school. He needs to take his SATs, but he has a job delivering papers, the USA Today, I think. But him and his friends love riding BMX. That's what they do. And there's a huge race coming to town for God knows what reason, but it's called Hell Track. And he wants to ride on it. His mom, who is Adrian from Rocky, does not want him to ride this. And then, you know, typical 80s movie, back and forth, he's going to ride it anyway. He qualifies, blah, blah, blah. There's bad BMX riders who ride for Team Mongoose, who has, the guy's name is Bart Taylor. I think it's Bart Connor in real life, I think is what it is. But then there's two twins that always remind me of the bad twins from G.I. Joe. Um, (laughs) But it's such a good movie. It has Aunt Becky from Full House. That's the girlfriend she rides for Mongoose too. It's ridiculous. The, the track that they ride on, it's got a, like a 50-foot drop or something on it. There's a kicks bowl that they ride through. There's a thing called the cliffhanger. Him and Aunt Becky dance on their bikes at an event that they're throwing for the bikes. It's like a dance whatever. But him and Aunt Becky dance on their bikes to send me an angel. It, it's so it's so awesome. But even on Letterboxd and IMDb, it has like no views. They don't even make this thing on DVD. It's never been made on DVD. If you buy it, which my wife did for me, on DVD, it's because somebody bootlegged it off of like an HD channel on TV when they were playing it one time. And they ripped it to DVD, but it's a staple of my childhood. I listen to the soundtrack all the time. It's so good. I I only know a few other people that are even aware of this movie. Half the people I know that are aware of the movie are aware of it because I've told them about it and won't stop talking about it. But it's fantastic. Yeah, ever since I've known you, you you've brought up Rad, and it and needs I, to be watched. And, and I think I've only seen a collective fifteen minutes of it. Oh, it's so, so good. It's uh, it's just one of those. Uh, he's watching Rad <laughs> in college, and I'm, I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah, but and the thing is with these kinds of movies from your childhood is that I've obviously grown fond of it from my childhood, and I know it's one of those movies that if you've never watched it and you go back and watch it right now, it's not gonna have an appeal to you it's not that it's only something that can get in the mind of like a seven-year-old who then wants to spend all of his time riding around and doing tricks on a bmx bike that's all you want to do it was that kind of thing so that's where it's stuck in my head one of my favorite movies of all time from like a childhood nostalgia standpoint so good fantastic brings back all those feelings yeah Yeah. it does i mean i i still want to go out i want to take my kids bikes outside and start doing tricks on them i oh I actually had my parents buy me a BMX racing bike and there was a dirt track out in Buckner where people built some hills and stuff. I'd go out there and do jumps like I knew what I was doing and try to do all the tricks. (laughs) Yeah, I wanted to emulate this movie so bad. Awesome movie. If you get bored and want to watch a fantastic 80s movie, this is it. Five stars. But you can't find it anywhere. Uh, You can go to like, there's a rad on DVD Facebook group or whatever and they've posted the movie to be able to stream it from the Facebook page. And I'd, so you can do that, but otherwise you can't find it. Did you just say five stars on every movie that you listed today? Uh, no. Rad was five stars. Five Element Ninja was five stars. Uh, Miami Connection, I said four or five. Old Boy was four and a half. Wizard Mode was four. 
So pretty much. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> if they're my favorite movies, they're, that's, they that's true. should have ratings that represent that. Touché. I'd hate to come on here and say, hey, here's my favorite movies. This one's two and a half. It's true. Yeah. Touche. All right. The top five list is done. I'm excited to see what we come up with for the next one. You'll be on the hook for the next topic. Got it. Got it? All right. Well, as usual, if you liked what you heard, let us know. Leave us a comment on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Go to our site. If you like what you hear, we would especially like it if you rate us on one of the podcast stores and leave us a review there. We'll catch you next time.